Pokémon. What a traitor. Okay. Um, I'm good. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Let's just fucking get into this. Yeah. No lube. Spit on it. Hit it. Quit it. Hit it. Oh, hi, Toulouse. Oh, Toulouse. Oh, wait. No, you're too big. You can't sit on the... Okay, just sit on me. You're 20 pounds, little boy. He's so cute. Okay. Um, hello, our beautiful slutty sluts. Hello. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, Toulouse is purring. Everyone? No. Oh, I hear. Oh, he put his paw on the thing. That's cute. Toulouse. He's like... Y'all, Boos has been a little depressed, and it's making me sad. It's true. I've been giving him CBD oil every day to try to help him with his anxiety and depression, and it's helping. He's currently wearing a calming collar. I spray pheromones. So if you know any tips to help with cat depression, hit me up. Slide into my DMs. Ow! Because Toulouse is very... He's sad boy, 69. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but to every listener that we have right now, hello, my little sluts. Hello. It is your lovely host. I am Channa. I'm Corey. <laughs> God damn it. One day it won't be One weird. One day I won't be awkward at, at saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> but that day is not today. Nope. Um, so I want to start this episode out with giving some shout outs. Yay, shout outs. Um, the most important shout out is to the entire country of Sweden. Goddamn, yes. Hello, Sweden. Hi, Sweden. My motherfuckers, I fucking love our Sweden listeners. I don't know who you are, but whoever you are. There's like 10 that are listening to all of our podcasts. Yes, every single time we release a podcast, you guys Sweden's are like, whoop. on our dick immediately. Yeah. So we're probably moving to Sweden soon. So that's probably happening. I mean, I fucking love I mean, Ikea. I'm going for <laughs> Ikea and I'm going for the whole European vibe, but it's too cold. Mm. I love Finland. I went to Finland last year and it was great. I'll visit. But I did go to Ikea today, so I was practically with you Sweden listeners. And by that comment, I might have just lost our Sweden listeners. Why? Oh, because Ikea? I don't know. Do they like Ikea? I mean, it was founded in Sweden. But maybe they don't want to be just associated Mm. with Ikea. Maybe Swedish people are more than just Ikea. Maybe. Just like how I... Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe gays are more than just like shares yeah believe in love and and yas queens and yas queens maybe channas are more than just cats i don't know well regardless i love you sweden thank you for listening to us you don't even understand how excited we were when we saw sweden out of nowhere yeah i was like what the fuck yeah we were like in the warehouse just like beaming it was just amazing so thank you um other shout outs i want to give let me just move my computer over on top of my cat um i want to give a couple instagram shout outs the first one being, uh, you can follow her. Her username is uh, at Mouse Counselor Christine. Um, she has tagged us in two pictures. She has been listening to every episode of ours, and she loves us. 
We fucking love you, Christine. Yes. So thank you so much for listening to yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for sending that. That made me feel really good. It today. like it made me almost tear up watching yeah, you tag us in those cool. pictures. <clears throat> and then the other one is um, at Paranormal Housewife. She sent us a message earlier today. Paranormal Housewife. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sad I didn't think of that. <laughs> I know. I wish I was Paranormal Housewife. Yeah, right. That's a good. That's a good uh, username. Yeah, it's like the most perfect username you can possibly pick Oops. out. Um, she sent us a message today on Instagram. She slid into our DMs talking about how she fucking loves us. So big shout out to you, Paranormal Housewife, because I sent, I screenshotted it. I sent it to Corey, and I was like, oh, my yeah, God. I was, like, Fuck yeah. I was like, can you believe what's happening? Like, one, this badass woman who just said who her name's Paranormal Housewife likes us. Um, so those two people are probably your biggest fans, other than the entire country of Sweden. Other than Sweden. <laughs> um, the other, the last Instagram shout out I want to give is to the other podcast. Uh, their name is Murder in the Morning. Um, they were one of the first podcasts that's similar to ours to follow us, and they commented on our pictures. I com- We commented on theirs. Um, I've listened to their podcast. They're great. Go check them out. Um, they're a new podcast just like us, so I just want to help support other new podcasters. Um, so to get a shout-out, like what I'm doing right now, you need to do a couple things. because you, ha- you have to do... You know, what's in it for us? You got to do some stuff for us until I shout yeah, you your can't name just out like to the ether. Get on the dick and sit there. Yeah, you got to write it out. Yeah, you got to write it out. You got to like <laughs> perform for us a little bit. You yeah, have to right. do like reverse doggy style or that's, I guess doggy. Yeah, or if you want to be the top, you can't just sit there. You can't just sit there. You got to like, yeah. you got to swerve your hips around. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's at least a like 30, 70. <laughs> so the first step is you have to be a complete slutty badass like us, uh, ride our dicks. Um, the next one is make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, things like that. Um, our Instagram is anyways, how's your sex life? Our Twitter and Facebook, you can just search for AHYSL podcast. Um, you can also email us at AHYSL podcast at gmail.com. Um, and then just slide into our DMs, leave comments, tag us in pictures, whatever you want to do. Because we notice I'm on the Instagram every single day every person that follows me i immediately stalk you it's great um and then let us know if you spread the news about our podcast if you tell your friends family just let us know tag us in a picture message me yeah whatever you'd like um we love all of our fucking listeners yeah this is awesome we're so excited to to get you guys mildly aroused with murder and ghosts i mean we we love what we're doing we started this podcast because we're narcissistic and we love ourselves we think we're hilarious it's just so fun to feel like and to realize that other people around the world want to be part of our little spooky slut family. I look for podcasts for the topics that they cover and the meat of it, but I stay for the conversation yeah. and the just shooting the shit. And I think that that's basically all we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're best friends. So I hope y'all like that. Because <laughs> we hope. Because if not, well, why are you listening? This is episode six. Yeah, why right? are you even Go here? Home. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go back to someone else. Go listen to Radio Lab, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, those are the shout outs that I have. Yeah. Um, thank you, Sweden. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sweden. That's thanks, legit. Sweden. Y'all are a cool country. So if you can't tell, I, I think you could probably tell a teeny bit. The The podcast today is going to be a teeny bit echoey because Chana just moved uh, for the fourth or third time in the past two months. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be a little echoey. And that segues us into uh, the other uh, thing is we know the past, all of the episodes are since episode four, episode four, the bonus episodes and episode five 
um, they've been out of order uh, yeah. chronologically. And that's just because Chana has moved three or four times I've in the past moved four six times. weeks. Yes. And then and then we've been doing school and work at the same time. And we went to Hawaii. And we went to Hawaii. Point. Yeah, we say that at the, yeah. It's just all it's over the place. It's been crazy. That's why we called episode four, three, time war. We've been like, chronologically fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but now, if when you hear an episode, we are going to be releasing episodes every Monday. Um, unless we say otherwise because of Christmas or whatever. We'll be releasing... Or Hanukkah. Or Hanukkah. We'll be releasing <laughs> episodes every Monday. And then when you hear that episode, it will have been recorded the week before. Yes. The Thursday before. The like, Thursday before Thursday. is the target. If something happens, it might be a different day. But just know the week before. The, mostly the Thursday before. So everything's going to be current. Um, yeah. So everything will be current. Bonus episodes we'll just throw out randomly. So just really stay... Yeah. Keep an eye on our Instagram. Things like that. Because I post updates regularly. So if we're going to post an epi- a bonus episode, I'll let you know. Uh, every Monday, I'm going to post a thing on Instagram saying, hey, y'all, motherfuckers, we're posting an episode right now. So definitely just keep an eye on Instagram uh, and just keep an eye on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, whatever platform you're listening on right now. Just keep an eye. Follow us if you can. That'd be great. Um, leave messages, whatever you'd like to do, just to keep an eye on us because we'll yeah. be posting every Monday. Uh, remember to, if you want to, share listener stories with us. Uh, yes. Just like share stories about spooky shit that's happened in your life or true crime events that have happened because really if you start asking people, it's crazy how sometimes people have were like, oh, my mother almost got killed by Ted Bundy or like whatever, yeah, right. something like that. It's crazy how that happens when you branch out and ask people or just yourself. Yeah. Or if you have a crazy, funny sex story. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely share those. If you have some like crazy shit, we'll share it. Share it. Yes, if you Sadie. make up some crazy shit that we believe and we think it's real, same. Yeah. I'll share it. <laughs> make up the wildest stories. Yeah, just, yeah. This is the bedtime stories I'll tell my cat children. Oh, cute. So send us the stories and we will share to our freaky sluts out there. Yeah, if you've written, you. written, written, God. <laughs> if you've written like 126 uh, page script of like a porno send it. it send it our we'll, way we'll read it <laughs> as long as it says at one point my ride my sausage you bitch then i'm in <laughs> ride my sausage, you bitch. it has to be pizza porn yeah Why so are send those watching? uh send us those stories primarily on through email yes or if not if you really want to send it through uh instagram yes i'm on instagram and our email every single day yeah so you'll hear back from me if you send us anything uh, you can send us nudes, which we have gotten nudes. Ooh, oh my god! That's fun. <laughs> I don't know where my phone is. I want to shout out our 69th follower too. No, fuck. God fucking damn it. Okay, fuck. we are pausing. Edit. I'd like to see anybody try to grind me down. That a bit of day. What I'm out for is a good time. All the rest is propaganda. Okay. So yeah, we're back. Yeah. I want to tell you guys about our 69th follower. 69th follower. She just commented on stuff right now. That's fun. Um, the Instagram is at ranjanda651. She has messaged us. She has slid, slid into our DMs. She comments, likes everything. And most importantly, she is our 69th follower. Yes, most importantly. So shout out to you. Woot. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks, we 69. fucking love you guys. We... Love what we're doing, and we're just so happy that other people think we're remotely entertaining. Yeah. Because, or they're, maybe, maybe they're here for the cats, which is understandable. That's understandable. Or just like the stories. Or the... Which is probably the reality. Or the true crime. The true crime. The stories. The okay, stories. Um, let's get into our uh, faggot facts and shit. Yes. 
So mine, um, I titled it The Interesting Historical Queer Facts. First fact, the world's oldest porn, which dates back to over 3,000 years, features both male-male and female-female and male-female couples Ooh. in it. Isn't that cool? Yeah, so I think they were like hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. Sorry. Cleopatra's like, uh, Yeah, uh, she's like, uh, uh, to everyone. She just turns. I'm like, uh, splooch. Right, yeah, because, I mean... I think it's just crazy how we try and paint history, especially Christians, and they're like, yeah, everyone was, like, good, and we just keep getting worse and worse and worse. I'm like, no, everyone had, like, dicks and vaginas 3,000 years ago. I'm sure they, like, experimented. I'm sure they fucked around. Yeah, I'm sure. experimenting is, like, a millennial thing. a long time ago. Right. And vaginas were scissoring, like, a billion years ago. We've been scissoring for years. Yeah, right. (laughs) Fact two. The church sanctified gay marriages in the so-called Dark Ages, with one being the Byzantine Emperor Basile the First, um, and this was from 1867 uh, through 1886. So they just, I think they just legalized it for those that year and a half or two years or whatever. And it was him marrying his partner John. Oh, cool, yeah. John, shout out. <clears throat> shout out to every John that has ever lived. Fact four: <laughs> the champagne's kicking in. <laughs> the two glasses of champagne's kicking in. There was a band of 150 gay couples from Thebes, uh, like a band, like a band or like a, an army, a militia, yeah. of 150 gay couples from Thebes who defeated this, a Spartan army and was went undefeated for 30 years. Yeah, gays. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yes, queens. Yeah, yes, queens. Yes, Thebes queens. So the uh, act or uh, fact five. I, I keep wanting to say act. It's fine. Act five. We're <laughs> I was fine. doing I was doing D and D and I break things down into acts sometimes. Oh, so yeah. I keep wanting to say act. It's fine. Okay, so fact five. Fag five. Fag five. <laughs> fab five. The fab five. <laughs> the word drag is apparently an acronym, a stage direction uh, coined by Shakespeare, and has contemporary meanings as dressed resembling a girl. Oh, makes sense. That makes I guess. total sense. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know why I've never really thought of that before. Yeah, yeah right. That yeah. makes total sense. That's cool. I, 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 yeah, I've never questioned why drag is drag. Yeah, like, never. It's named drag. I'm like, oh, drag queens. Yeah. Um, fact six: Jimi Hendrix pretended pretended to be gay to get out of the army in 1962. Really? Yeah. Sick. That's cool. Um, fact seven. While many know the handkerchief code, it was popular for gay women to wear blue stars on their wrists in the 1950s into the 1970s to identify themselves in clubs. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And we talked yeah. about the handkerchief stuff um, a few episodes ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's, that's why I included that fact. This is like, I picked eight facts out of like 50. Mm. Yeah. And then the eighth fact, the U.S. government considered making a quote unquote gay bomb uh, scientists figured in 1994 that discharging female sex pheromones over enemy forces would make them sexually, hold on, I'm scrolling down, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. I'm shivering with antisip. Uh, would make them sexually attracted to each other. Patient. <laughs> Anticipation. Fine. I do that in one of my edits. <laughs> in one of the episodes. So, yeah, the U.S. government literally deci- uh, thought that releasing a bomb of female pheromones pheromones sorry into uh, an enemy army would make them sexually attracted to each (laughs) other and make them like basically disarm them psychologically wow yeah isn't that crazy interesting yeah okay well on that note let's get into the spooky scoop which boost is on my spooky scoop right now (laughs) so i have some facts about death Ooh. To really bring the mood down, to yeah, really do make us be all high and excited about gay stuff, I'm not going to make us very sad about death. 
So the first thing sounds like a regular day. Yeah, it sounds like it's like it's eleven at night. Yeah. It's time to get sad. I was gay all day. Now I'm just gonna be sad. Now you're gonna be sad. That's like yeah. part of it. So, uh, some facts for you. First fact: a human head remains conscious for around twenty seconds after being decapitated. That's so cool. Right. I want to. I- I want to be decapitated. Just a little bit. Just experience 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, you're probably like, hmm. You're like. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Is that it... perfectly described. I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> and then, This dead. is interesting. I'm like, this is <laughs> dead. Okay, next fact. Uh, fact. Uh, not Next fag. Next okay, fag. <laughs> next fag on our list. God damn it. Okay. When a person dies, their sense of hearing is the last to go. I thought it was interesting. Whoa, that's. That's scary. That's like trippy. a panic attack in a sentence. That's trippy. That's like a panic attack. Yeah, in a say that again. Sentence. Okay, y'all ready to panic? When a person dies, their sense of hearing is the last to go. Ew. Yeah, panic attack in a fucking sentence. Third fact: um, forensic scientists can tell exactly how long it has been since death by looking at the species of insects on the body. That's cool. Yeah. So I started looking into it, but I was so unbelievably grossed out that I had to You're stop. Like, Fuck that, no. Bloat flies are the first. So like Ew. when there's bloat flies and maggots and stuff, that's when they're like, oh, the body just died. Yeah. And then like beetles and cockroaches and whatnot, those are further stages of death, but it Ew. just gets gross. If you want to Google it, Google it because I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, next fact, uh, men who are hanged get a death erection known as rigor erectus. Hot. Hot. I'll totally ride anyone's rigor erectus any day. Um, <laughs> if you're already hot. <laughs> okay, like if then... Ryan Gosling had a rigor erectus, I think every one of us would be on that. No, right? Okay. <laughs> Ryan and... Gosling, I, I don't hope you're hanged though. Um, those are my spooky scoops for y'all. The freakiest one is the hearing one. That, I'm that one's sort still of panicking. a mind fuck. Right? Yeah, that's sort of a mind fuck. Hearing is the last sense to go. So you can just like hear the shit around you while you're dying. So yeah, that's my spooky scoops. I'm terrified. Big bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Death death's that's pretty hard sometimes. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't like that. Anyways, <laughs> I don't I really honestly don't like that fact. <laughs> no, right? I read it and I was like, this isn't fun. I'm adding it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm disturbed. Adding. Added. Noted. <laughs> okay, so um we'll just jump in right into my story. I'm doing I'm Corey. I do the supernatural part. If you don't know, episode six. Get you should with know it. by now. You should know by now. Corey, um, supernatural. I do true crime. Yeah. We'll just say that. It's probably the last time I'll say that. Get with it. Yeah. Until like next episode, I'm like, so. I'm like, so Corey's not doing the supernatural part. And then Chan's going to do the uh, true <laughs> and crime And Toulouse will be here cheering us on. When you ever hear jingles. I said it in the first episode. Whenever you hear jingles, that's the cats moving around. I we haven't heard Simone yet. I know Simone. She, she must come be in. She'll be Jordan. Com- oh, she's probably just like fuck you all. I'm with Jordan. Yeah, yeah. she's like I'm she's with like, my dad. So I don't fucking kill it. Jordan well. is my beb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. is my partner. I love him with all my heart and soul. Yes. He is with Simone all the time. She's obsessed with him. It's Not fun. looking at porn where a girl is fucking herself with the pointy <laughs> part of a bicycle seat. Yes. Because I legitimately asked Jordan about that with all sincerity. Which is probably how because we opened I'm gay, this episode. So I watch some like crazy porn shit sometimes. Yeah, he's probably watching gentle porn and or a movie. Oh, cute. Who knows? <laughs> or both. At or the same both. Time. <laughs> he could be watching Black Swan. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did Chris and I ever tell you about? It was like three weeks ago, and we were watching some 
Oh man, I don't forget. I forget what it's called. I I like live. I was live Instagramming it because it was so fucking crazy. Ooh. We were watching this semi, this sci-fi that was almost a softcore porn. Oh, like, I remember your Instagram. Yeah, it was almost a softcore porn. And then halfway through, Chris and I were like, "Let's watch a softcore porn that's like really fun." Yeah. And so we start. We turned it on, and then like ten minutes into it, we're like, "Let's not watch a softcore." <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, one, it's, like, 90%. It's just all straight. So I'm, like, oh, like And Chris is, like, I'm into this. So you're, like, well, I'm not well, into like, this. Well, like, and I can get into straight porn if you, like, you know, at least it's focus on both. Yeah. Yeah. If you focus on both or if you give me some dick, I'm, like, okay. Focus about the dick entering. It's all dick in a hole. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, like who cares what the hole I'll, I'll is? <laughs> as long as, like, if the guy's turned on, I can get turned on because the guy's turned on. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. But if you just focus on, like, the girl being turned on, then I'm, like, uh we are literally already 44 minutes into this podcast. I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> oh, fuck us. Good luck editing. Yeah, right? Let's do my... Uh, Let's just jump into my it. Jump, we're jumping into it. Okay. So I'm doing the Mothman uh, legend, or just like the legend of the Mothman. Which I don't know anything about. You've known... Okay, you don't know anything about it? Nothing. Okay. It's a pretty big cryptid, right? Cryptid? Um, cryptids are like various, mostly always mythological creatures that have neither been proven or fully um, disproven. Okay. So mermaids, Bigfoot, Yeti, okay. Chupacabra, you know, stuff like that. Okay, my Loch Ness Monster. we got it. Yeah, stuff like that. So, the Mothman. There are many inexplicable events and mythical, mythical creatures that come from American folklore. But perhaps the strangest and most complex of these is the Mothman. Okay. And I really believe that because it includes both inexplicable events and mythical creatures all in a small town for about 13 months. Hmm. It's It's sort of... That's what makes it sort of unique, is that an entire town for like 13 months, you know, 15 months was going crazy. That's cool. Yeah. So, the Mothman is described as a bipedal, winged, avian humanoid with owl-like traits. So, ah. despite its name, it was given to it was given to him by the newspapers. So, he really doesn't look moth-like at all, sadly, because of those awesome moth memes. Mm. I really wish he looked like an oh, actual those moth. Those are the best Those memes. are literally like my favorite memes since the Spongebob caveman, caveman memes. memes that's oh, literally my, my favorite God. yeah and then just like all gay memes on the side right but the spongebob <laughs> caveman memes nothing will ever come close yeah to those. like uh, well to me the moth the moth memes are the ones that have come closest to it yeah like a fucking like but again yeah the caveman spongebob nobody will ever my favorite is like entire. when you die and you realize god's not real <laughs> and he's in heaven <laughs> he's, he's in, in the, like, clouds. the clouds <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> or when she says daddy passed the salt and you and her father oh, both reach for the salt <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> um, so his coloration varies from black, gray, to even brown or white, although it is usually the darker shades. He is often reported to be about seven feet tall with a wingspan of about 10, 10 to 15 feet or more. Um, he also has the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour, and there are actual Jesus. accounts of this happening. Sometimes he's described as not having a head with two huge red eyes set in the chest and these eyes are reported almost always to be either glowing red or super reflective of light like a moth. Mm. So that's probably the most moth-like thing yeah. that's going on. Anyone, a big part of this also is anyone who gets close to uh, look at the Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and uh, psychological distress, sometimes lasting for months or even years. And Damn. in particular, people have also gone to the hospital because they've like had severe anxiety attacks hmm. or felt like crazy... To the point of being disconnected from reality after having encounters with him. Damn. Yeah. So we'll get into that. But first, let's do the history because we always have to have a little history because history is fun. Obvi. Deal with it, bitch. 
bitch. Bitch. The beginning of our story takes us all the way back to October 10th of 1774. Flashback Friday. Right? Back During in the days. battle, I hope that's a Friday. <laughs> that would complete my life if that was really a Friday. I'll kill myself right now. It's a Friday because right? there's nothing else worth living for. Uh, when you're when you're sharing your story, I'll look it up and I'll say it. Oh God! <laughs> so during the Battle of Point, Ple- uh, so it takes us back to 1774 during the Battle of Point Pleasant. This battle was between Virginia militia and the Indians from the Shawn- uh, Shawnee and Mingo tribes. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Along the Ohio uh, along the Ohio River near uh, modern Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Indians under the uh, Shawnee chief Cornstalk attacked Virginia militia under Colonel Andrew Lewis, hoping to halt Lewis's advance into the Ohio Valley. After a long and furious battle, Cornstalk retreated. So after the battle, the Virginians uh, marched over to Cornstalk and his what was left of his army. Mm-hmm. They signed a, forced him to sign a, tr- a peace treaty to end the war, and then took him into their camp. That night, although there were guards protecting him from being killed, he was killed because wow. like the militia got, you know, bloodlust or was so happy of their victory and just like, you know, fuck you, they killed him. So it is believed that at this point, a curse was put on the land surrounding the so surrounding Point Pleasant area by Chief Cornstalk. Uh, that's called the death curse. Mm, so spooky. Um, <clears throat> this curse is really brought up. Uh, isn't really brought up again in the history surrounding the Mothman until the until the 1910s, when in 1904 many devastating floods began to happen and continued to happen frequently, like almost every other year until the 1930s. So you Jeez. have like basically the Ohio River would flood and then just crazy flood. It would just flood people's houses, kill people. Ugh. You know, I mean, floods are crazy now, but imagine 100 years ago dealing with a flood. Yeah. You know, right? So before the floods, there was reported, there there is like the earliest report of what is believed to be the Mothman, where somebody reported in 1914, right before these floods, a bird man uh, that was near Point Pleasant described as a large bird with the head of a man and Azor. black reddish uh, feathers. Yeah, yeah, that was seen by various people. Basically, Azor. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> except it, for like twice as big. Jordan's character is a bird, Eric Cochran. Yeah, it's like a bird humanoid from D and D. So that's D&D. why I'm saying. Azor, because that's his character's name, Azor. So um, these sightings that started in 1914, right before these floods, these major floods started, um, sort of continued until the 1940s, and they have like actual reports in newspapers of this happening sporadically until 1940s. Damn. But then everything went dark. Hmm. Then, on November 1st of 1966, it begins. A National Guardsman at the local military plant reported seeing a half-man, half-bird perched in a tree just outside of the complex. Azor. Yeah. He said it watched him for hours and then took flight, disappearing into the night sky. Oh! So isn't that weird? Like, he literally reports that he was on guard that night and it watched him from the trees for hours. I'm spooked. And then left. I'm spooked! Isn't that weird? (laughs) I'm spooked! So, on November 11th, four men digging a grave at night reported Casual. seeing a large flying man over the Ohio River. Then, mm-hmm. three days later, on November 14th, a farm man was watching TV, and it started, and, and the TV started, like, you know, glitching out, doing the white noise stuff, and just, like, you know, not working. His dog then immediately at the same time started barking outside. So the man goes outside and saw a large man with wings silhouetted by the light of his, of his like, shed. He told the man to go away, and the man didn't reply in any way, just stood there staring at him. Ah! So he goes inside, gets his gun, and when he comes out, 
it's gone. But fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, right. So many sightings happen over uh, over this winter and go until the spring of 1976. So over the okay. next four months, a lot of these same accounts that I just exp- uh, said sort of happen. People are like, I saw a man outside my window, and then when I turned on the light, it was gone. And I'll get to some of the really good ones, but first we need to talk about the Old West Virginia Ordinance Works. Yes. So this is an area known as the locals as the TNT area. So the West Virginia Ordinance Works is an abandoned uh, ammunitions factory slash storage to the north of Point Pleasant that dates back to World War II. The facility during its operations manufactured uh, ammunitions and dynamite. The surrounding area is mostly forested and dominated, or dominated, sorry, dotted. Sorry, yeah, I'm just like BDSM focused right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was dotted with numerous grassy clearings and thick concrete domes that are are called igloos. They're like nicknamed igloos. They were used to store barrels of gunpowder. Um, the area is also riddled with abandoned tunnels, most of which have collapsed and been sealed off or become flooded with water. So set the scene. You're, you know, it's, it's the sixties, mid sixties, late sixties. It's been 20, 25 years after, uh, the events of world war two. Most of this factories have been abandoned. So most of these igloos that are even still to this day storing T sorry, T and that, that still to this day. Are storing TNT and the Dynamite. likes. Um, they're just like this, uh, these abandoned areas of just factories and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So picture this. You're in your 60s. You want to, you know, these, these places are somewhat industrial. They have like parking uh, lots and stuff like that. So, of course as a as a early you know as a teen or as a early 20 somethings you're going to go visit these places Duh. so people would go visit these places all the times and of all the mothman uh like sightings most of the most of the mothman sightings were in these areas okay so um well question for you yeah at sure. this point was like the mothman becoming a like household name like we're no I'll, yeah i'll 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 establish when that sort of happens okay. a little bit not officially but when that's because i'm really wondering if like the reason why everyone's having pretty similar experiences is because everyone's kind of hyping each other up like no agreed. oh i saw this and this and oh, this totally. and someone's like oh yeah well i did too yeah but no no like um i'll get to that in, in just about a second but okay. what's weird to me which i guess i'll just mention now is they they there are sightings of a bird man in the early 20th century in like the 19 mm. teens right before world war 1 and then everything goes dark for about 20 years after the 1940s and then in the 1960s somebody's like oh, that's i cool. saw a bird like man and it's just mm. some random you know national guard person who yeah. might not have even grown up in the state yeah or it's he... like i saw a man bird perched in the trees and it's like and he it's the 1960s hours. there's no idea he knows of somebody accounting a bird man 20 years ago. Yeah, like the ago. internet doesn't exist yet. Yeah, right? He's like, just in the National Guard or whatever. He doesn't so have he's the resources to learn. State. Yeah, yeah, so it's really, it's it's sort of creepy and sort of like makes it legit that this Mothman really exists or they saw something. Oh, yeah, I believe they, it. Yeah, they saw some like creature going on. I'm just wondering, because you said like so many people had similar accounts. I'm just like, I was wondering if it was everyone was talking about in the town like it was the hype oh yeah that'll i'll I'll note that in in a couple in a couple points yes daddy yeah so um so back to the 14th of november when that guy saw something yes after his tv went crazy and his dog was barking yes so either on that same day or the 16th a few days later 
depending on which website you're on. Roger. Right. Amen to Roger, that. Right. Every <laughs> fucking thing I research, I'm like, well, depending on like, these three websites versus these four websites. Right. Like, we're trying to believe people. Don't fuck up. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so Roger and Linda Scarberry were with Steve and Mary uh, Maliette or Mallette, sorry, I don't know. Who knows? Through the area, uh, they were going through these areas, this, um, uh, sorry, the West Virginia Ordinance Works. They were just hanging out there because in their early 20s, and they just want to go there and have fun, have some smokes, have some beer, just chill. To the sex. So they were going through the area around midnight when Linda, they're in the car, um, when Linda noticed that unbelievably two large glowing red eyes were off in the distance in the forest and she screams fuck, 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 they soon fuck. learned that these eyes belonged to something that looked frankly human that was about seven feet tall with wings folded against its back so they literally stopped the car and have the lights shining sort of on it in the woods and oh they my. see this figure oh my god. right like oh my god I'd i'm be so like, scared if i was not driving i'd be like you fucking bitch draw yeah i'd be like our friendship's over our friendship's over because you have waited more than two seconds to just like floor it <laughs> You fucking bitch. Like, floor into the being, yeah, away from the being, away, regardless, we right, didn't move this vehicle. Or just pull the gun and suicide pact. I don't care. <laughs> End it. So, they soon learned that the the eyes belonged to something uh, sorry, uh, that were large, and she screamed. Sorry, oh my god, I'm repeating myself. So, um, Rogers um, stalled in the road for a minute as they inspected this strange creature. What the fuck? They literally stalled for a minute. I guess, and, though, in shock, you would. Because I think, like, in real life, because now I'm like, go, go, go. But I think if the situation actually happened in front of me, I think I would be in such disbelief. I probably no. would be like, what? For, like, a minute or two. I would be like. I don't know. I want to say. But my. I feel like I get it if, like, for the second the lights shine on some tall creature with red eyes in the forest. I would give myself 10 seconds. And yeah. then I would be like. Fucking go! Ah, I'm so scared. Just like imagining this when my head is terrifying. like, yes, there would be that. Everyone's silent and like trying to process what is this? Is this normal? What is like really? What is it? And I guess like but, that's when your adrenaline pumps kicks in. So that's when yeah. the fight or flight response. Yeah. yeah. And like I know I'm a flighter. Like every situation in my life has told me I fly. I I oh, run. I would just, yeah, but fuck that. So I think <laughs> I, there would probably be a ten or fifteen second moment where I'd be like. Yeah. Well, no, and we talked about this. I've mentioned the story where my the the fire alarm turned on in my house when I was like 15. Oh yeah. And I sat in bed for like a straight 3 minutes and went to, for my mom to answer the door. Like agreed. I yeah. want to say that I would be like fuck this, get out, but I might just be like in the moment you're frozen like frozen in fear like a deer in headlights. No, right? Yeah. Like yeah, are you going to be a deer in headlights? You're going to fight? You're yeah. going to fight like what's your reaction? I don't know. I mean, if I, yeah, if I saw a fucking mothman in the woods. I think if I just saw red glowing lights in the forest. And I was in a car. I like wouldn't even say anything. Yeah, I'd be, be like, like, let's go. Y'all want McDonald's? Yeah, we want McDonald's. Want to get fucked up? Want to get fucked up? Want to go to McDonald's? Yeah, right. They have zero <laughs> vegan options. Let's get really fucked up. So, um, the creature. So after they look at this uh, creature for about a minute, the the creature then spreads its wings and starts to pursue them down Highway 62 until oh. they get to Point Pleasant. Hell no. Their account of this is that they get to about uh, speeds of a hundred, <gasps> and they say that like they say they're going and they see that the, so they're they're looking at it. They have the the lights on the Mothman, oh and my the God. creature immediately just poof, 
jet, oh! jets off into the dark sky and they floor it going about getting up to speeds of 100 miles an hour they they all account that they would see it some of them sometimes would see it off on the side like you know a, you know like 10 to 20 to 30 yards away just following them in the woods then it would fly out to the road land on top of their car and then wait perch on their car for a second then get like launch off again get off to the side and then just like follow them so oh. it was literally just like pursuing and toying with them the oh. entire ride to point Pleasant. okay my mouth has literally been open the entire time yeah I isn't that. this what creepy the like what the fuck like what the fuck Toulouse so, is dead asleep on my lap he's like, yeah. he's like no idea what the fuck trauma i'm going through right now so the so finally the four arrive in town and they're extremely just like flustered fucked up just like what the fuck is going on they don't see the birdman anymore and they even uh so they, so they so so it says they get out and they park the car and they get out and they all start talking about what happens trying to process it oh say God. what's going on i don't like they're like this couldn't have been a monster it was just a bird let's just go back out have a good time ignore that this happened they get back out there <laughs> first mistake <laughs> Like they get back mistake. out there and they again find it with the in their headlights and it's literally was just standing there waiting for them outside of town just like literally waiting for them and so that it literally what? launches yeah so it launches up into the air again chases them back to town as they as they do that so i'm going to read this verbatim it said this time when they arrived into town they went to the the manson county courthouse and told their story to sheriff george johnson Two hours later, city police began investigating the area only to return empty-handed. The next day, a press conference was held, and the local press began printing on, this, uh, printing on the story, causing others to come forward with uh, previous and future sightings. This was the major event that started it all. In the November 16th issue of the Point Pleasant Register, the strange encounter would be brought to the public eye with the headline, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird, dot, dot, or Ellipses, Creature, Ellipses, Something. Ah! That, that's a cool title i like that it's like super dramatic i'm scared <laughs> so um this become this blows up like you're saying it starts to people everywhere are like oh my god i saw this oh my god i saw that yeah uh stories start flooding in i agree probably half of those stories are just made up because everyone's hyped up yeah, everyone's scared everyone's spooked it's a, like, yeah, whether it's hallucination or people trying to take advantage of the situation, yeah. it's probably both. Oh my god, Simone's here! Oh, Simone! Simone. Finally, she's Where going you to you. Simone, Simone, Simone. Oh, hey. She's like, what's she's up, She's like, heard y'all scared. I just slept for six hours. Hello. Right. Hey, girl. You're so cute. Um, So, Simone. this gets out and semi, over the next month, becomes semi-national news. If you're looking for, like, the weird kind of stuff, you would notice it. And a guy, uh, and a guy, uh, sorry, sorry. So, um, so like all these multiple sightings, all these multiple sightings start to show up. Um, and I'm going to read just a few, a couple, like three really creepy ones. So let's get into the sightings. A guy named Lawrence Gray said he woke up one night unable to move and already stricken with dread. He said he looked at the window by his bed and saw a shadow man pass through it. So there's a shadow man outside of his window when he wakes up. Oh, hell and he no. watches it pass through the outside and into his room. Oh, hell like just, no. Like, yeah, just phases through the Don't window. Don't stand on Corey's no, computer or something. She's fine. It's chill. Um, the shadow stood in the room by his bed 
and he said it emitted pure evil. After about after about ten to fifteen minutes, he said it evaporates, and that and then he finally could move and get up. Oh, sweet Jesus! Um, another one is a woman named Con- Connie reported seeing a large bird man, and no one believed her until the next morning, when the doc when she went to the doctor and was diagnosed with Cleed Cleeg conjunctivitis. So conjunctivitis is basically pink eye. Okay. But Cleeg conjunctivitis is an inflam- an inflammation of the eye contracted from prolonged exposure to uh, ultraviolet rays. Okay. So um, I think so. Looking at the sun or being out in this, old people get it when they are out at like the beach or something like that. Okay. Or um, you can even get it uh, a similar, like a similar diagnosis is if you look at the arc, like the light of an arc, uh, weld welder okay. so you're not supposed oh, to look okay. at that light i think it's called something different but it's similar to that okay so it's like literally like these people this girl got diagnosed with something as if she was looking at the sun oh my god after seeing after stating that she saw the the mothman the night oh my before. god yeah isn't that crazy and she literally went to the hospital and got diagnosed by a doctor what the fuck yeah isn't that crazy so um third sighting is a story about a two brothers um that were they were hanging out near a factory so, so these two brothers, they were hanging out near a factory one night. They were just drinking and smoking and chilling out. And they look up at the top of the factory. This is, is again, near that like old World War II munitions factory. Yeah. They look up um, and see a large man with wings with red eyes staring down at them. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> Imagine being like, just chilling at like, a parking lot and then look up and be like this large red-eyed man staring at I'm like, bro, yes, you see that? They're like, yeah, bro. I'm like, okay, like, bro, no homo, dying. let's go. Yeah, like, we're dying. <laughs> so... Instead of running away like any sensible person, they <laughs> run up into the factory, oh climb up three stories of this dilapidated building, and the one man accounts that he saw the Mothman on the level, and he walked up, like he walked through the level towards him, and he saw that the, lo- the, oh the Mothman literally the whole time was just standing there watching him, <gasps> and he got close to him, like literally within like 15 feet. And then the, and they stood there and just looked at each other <gasps> for minutes. And then the man, the Mothman, jumped out the window and flew away. But he didn't like fly away regularly. He says he jumped and extended his wings and never flapped them, but just just like Supermaned off. Whoa! Isn't that crazy? And that's creepy. Ew! I just think that's creepy. I'm so scared by all of this. Yeah. I haven't even heard of the Mothman. I didn't even know I needed to be afraid of him, but now I am. No, when you watch the movie, it's like, it's just, it's not crazy scary. It's just super unsettling. Yeah, I'm just very unsettling. Sort of like the insidious of like, the more you think about it, you're like, what? No, right? The more I think about it, I'm like, I don't want those red eyes. Yeah, you're like, that's fucking terrifying. I never want to go camping. So this is the the scariest one to me. Oh! So, this just one just gets me because it's, it's depicted so well in the movie that we'll Mm -hmm. get to. So... There's this, there's, these are probably many sightings of people waking up at night and seeing the Mothman outside, okay. like their window or whatever. But particularly there was this one girl that um, would even talk to the author of the book, The Mothman Prophecies, uh, John Keel. And it's depicted in the movie where this one woman was like terrorized by the Mothman in that, in like a, like consecutive nights for months, she would wake up every night and look out her window oh god and see it staring at her with its red eyes but she said when she would look at it 
she would be put in a trance and couldn't look away. Oh, that's literally So she literally said for like multiple nights, she would wake up, sit up, look out the window, like inevitably, like she knew it was even going to happen if she did it. And she's like, I couldn't stop myself. I woke up. I would have to look out the window oh my God. and I would see it staring at me. Oh and then just, oh, that's just so fucking crazy. Okay. So many accounts like this happened um, over the next four months. And then finally, it draws the attention of a lot of people, and this author, John Keel, hears about it and says, I'm going to go here and just, like, compile some of these stories. So, he visits the town, and during this time, this is when everything blows up. Like, oh, my God. I feel like this is where the most, you know, people the, are jumping or, on orgasm. the bandwagon. Yeah, people are jumping on the bandwagon, wagon, making shit up, going crazy. Yeah. But he and even people like to this day who are, you know, um, residents of Point Pleasant, like say that while all these, you know, these Mothman stories similar to what I just explained were happening, there were stories about UFOs being seen. Mm. Um, there were even men in black walking around just like interrogating, uh, interrogating people in the town. I'm people spooked. in black suits being like, what's happening? And then when they would tell them, they'd be like, don't tell anybody else. Oh my god! And if they would tell people, they would harass them and like sit outside of of their house and not let them leave or go tell anybody. Um, so si- these these sightings skyrocketed um, and just went out of control. That's insane. Yeah. Then in uh, so that's that's all that's through 1966 through the winter and spring into 1967. Then at the like halfway through spring, everything stops. Okay. Nobody sees it. The men in black disappear. Oh, people even said during this time too that they saw. I like slept. Sorry, they said that they saw even just like people living in the forest that would just be in the forest. Same. Like cults in the like you know okay. just people just like this is getting crazy. Standing and no, really, just this like is it just like goes getting crazy. crazier and crazier. Crazy, yeah. There's like FBI. There's cults. There's aliens. Yeah. There's you, no, seriously, it's all over the place. Like you fucking just, like, name what the it, fuck it's is there. Like Ted on. Bundy's there. Like you name yeah. it, it's there. Yeah, yeah right. Like what the fuck? Ted Bundy showed up. Jesus was there. Jesus was there. <laughs> Satan was there. Chan and Corey were there. It was wild. We were dancing Simone in the Toulouse forest together, holding hands. Four eighty six happened during that time. So yeah, they just all this it just gets batshit crazy and then everything ends by I don't know the exact month, but it was like halfway through spring, just mm. all the sightings end. Everyone's like, Yeah, I haven't seen anything, nothing happens, no okay. reports happen. So everything's dark for about six months, and then again a year later in November, the Mothman reappears. Oh my god. Everything goes uh, and then within just like week, a week billion like not billions sorry but just like crazy amounts of sightings hundreds, happens hundreds and it just con- crescendos 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 until a fateful day in december where on december oh 15th God. of 1967 with 31 cars parked bumper to bumper on the silver bridge the bridge collapsed killing 46 and injuring nine. Oh, this is a real life event that happened the silver bridge in um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, collapsed on December 15th of 1969, and 46 people died. People swear to this day that the night before the accident, the Mothman was seen perched on the bridge. I have chills. I just have complete chills right now. Um, fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck. And then even like after that bridge collapse happened, the Mothman sightings 100% stopped. Like, 100% stopped. The only peculiar things that happened is people 
for the neck over the next three to five days reported mysterious lights um floating in and around the bridge oh at night. my but that God. was our, like the wrecked bridge how fascinating for for decades um official sightings of the mothman uh like were never were never reported and then it sort of like you know came back up in in the like late 80s mid 90s stuff like that damn but isn't that crazy how like yeah this is fascinating yeah it's, it's really crazy so the legacy of the mothman um sort of comes mostly in present day from john keel he was the author that visited compiled these stories um from the locals and stuff that he saw where he was harassed by men in black um, people would share their stories of the Mothman That's and stories crazy. of the men in black harassing them. And he published the Mothman Prophecies in 1975. Then in 2002, a movie of the, of the same title um, was released with Richard Gere um, mm. uh, uh, as John Keel. So um, I saw that movie. That was the first movie I saw in theaters mm. as a little kid. And it just fucked me the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, and, and again, it, it sort of it's really good because it does touch on the fact, is this just a, you know, basic cryptid? Is this just like another version of the Yeti yeah. or the Sasquatch? Or is this supernatural or is this alien? Like we don't it, even It's like it could know. be anything. That's yeah. what's so wild. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, oh my, that was your life. Oh, like, my bye. God. <laughs> so, yeah. Right I when was, we said that, all and, my, and my laptop And that's what I think is cool is like everybody, there's so much ex- – like evidence in different parts is is this supernatural or is this just a creature from old times that has survived yeah or is this just 100 percent alien there are literally sites of the mothman walking into ufos that land in the woods oh, stuff like that it gets really crazy that's so fat and like that men in black were involved so like the government was yeah involved. yeah so that makes you think like is an alien and this is, is actually like he is the author that made the men in black an actual conspiracy theory he is mm. the person that did that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And this account is one of the accounts that super helped that. That's just, like, it's just, like, what could it be? Yeah. I believe it 100% because that many people, I mean, like, I guess unless everyone was just equally hysterical, but, like, yeah, I don't know. There's so many different accounts. So, and even cooler is, remember how I would talk about that cornstalk Indian chief that died? Yeah. So the whole thing is, is that he surrendered. Uh-huh. And he was brought into the camp, and he was like promised, "Okay, you're just bringing this camp to be detained." But he was in the end killed. Yeah. And because of that betrayal, that that murder, he cursed the land. Sick. And so many people believe that this Mothman, when the flood started, you know, a few decades later in the 1914s, and the Mothman was sighted, he they believe that he is the curse of the omen so again you have another layer is this an indian curse is yeah. this just supernatural is this alien it's really crazy and there's an even another theory on top of that you have the munitions factory from world war ii there was toxic waste also okay. stored okay. in those i was igloos. thinking about this like 20 minutes ago i was like yeah. oh i wonder if everyone's just like high or having like acid trips oh, in the sense right? of this radiation yeah. or toxic waste so that's a whole nother layer and they actually the the epa came in the 80s and was like, this ground is toxic. Oh, my and God. And they literally had a whole environmental cleanse of the area, and it is now a national park. Okay, yeah. Because I was yeah. – because, like, when you started explaining it, you, you talked about that factory. I was like, oh, I wonder if there was just some, like, toxic whatever yeah. around that was making everyone trip balls. Because that's, like, a thing. I don't – it's yeah. – it could – the thing is, it could be anything. Supernatural, alien. Yeah, this was so cool Indian about it. curse. 
toxic fumes like yeah. what could it be to yeah, you cause have that like, many people to have so many different reactions and stories yeah it could be literally anything yeah so even t- so in 2002 just following the movie they started a festival that was called the mothman festival so the town of point pleasant well, every third we weekend of september they <gasps> we they it. throw the mothman the mothman uh festival let's go next yeah isn't that crazy yeah so they they sort of bring that in and they have a, a museum there and they have a huge a metal statue of the Mothman. It's a big thing that brings in a lot of revenue from the town. But yeah, that's the Mothman prophecies. That's really... That movie scared the shit out of me because it was the first movie I saw in theaters when I was 11. That's really spooky. Yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck to what fuck. you have to say. Fuck, fuck, fuck. All of my nightmares were just lived through what your entire story. Yep. Um, now let's get into some murders <laughs> classic because why make this any happier let's just get more scared let's so, forget about the stuff that could be real and think about the thing that is real yeah let's talk about stuff that could be real and let's talk about things that literally did literally happen a hundred <laughs> fucking percent did happen real horror that happened to real people so today <laughs> i'm going to talk about the cleveland torso murders also Damn. known as the mad butcher jesus christ which is what i like calling it the mad butcher fun so between 1934 and 1938 a serial killer 30s? murdered damn and yes this is the 30s so between 1934 and 1938 a serial killer uh, murdered and dismembered at least 12 victims only two of which were identified um he dumped them and he dumped the bodies in a creek um in an area known as kingsbury run oh. um the killer was never identified oh to this day to this day no one knows who it was. Um, so I'm going to jump into, just straight into the disgustingly gruesome and horrific details Ooh. of each individual murder. Damn. Um, so it first starts in September 1934. So a young man finds the lower half of a woman's torso, thighs still attached but amputated at the knees, washed up on the shores of Lake Erie. So he just found the top half of a torso cut off at the knees. Um, some sort of 1934 Damn. some sort of chemical preservative was used in the skin which had turned the skin red tough and leathery um the rest of the Ugh. body was never found and the woman was never identified she was dubbed the lady of the lake Ooh. um two years later the lady of the lake was included in the official killing total of the mad butcher she was eventually known as victim number zero because they didn't attach her to the murder till way later um and from this murder when it originally took place and they found the body, it would take another year before the serial killer case actually began. Wow. Okay, so now flash forward to September 23rd, 1935. So two teenage boys discovered the decapitated and emasculated corpse of a white male. Oh. Um, the man was naked except for his socks, um, and he was cleaned and drained of his blood. There was Ugh. rope burns on his wrist, um, fingerprint, fingerprints were able to identify him as Edward Andrassy, a 28-year-old male. He had criminal records, and most importantly, he was gay. Gay. He was a fucking homo. Damn. Um, and near that body, near Edward Andrassy's, was a second body. The Wait, body was it's the 1930s. Gay people didn't exist. 1935. Gay people didn't exist, Jen. I don't believe you. Not Yeah, no, definitely. You're no. right. What am I talking about? Yeah. 
Um, so a second body was found at near Edward and Drassi the same day. The body was a male, emasculated, decapitated the exact same way. Oh, um, the same chemical used in the Lady of the Lake was used on, now his name was John Doe. Y'all, all that scruffling in the background is Simone exploring. Yeah. If you hear... <laughs> yeah, that's Simone. It's either Mothman or Simone. Yeah, or Simone. Um, so flash forward now, let's go get us forward to January 26, 1936, and also February 7th. Um, a woman was discovered um, about half the body of a female. She was neatly wrapped in a newspaper and packed in two bushel baskets. Um, um, everything except the head was recovered about 10 days later in a vacant lot uh, nearby. Um, fingerprints identified her as Florence Patillo. She was a waitress, uh, barmaid, and prostitute. So now Same. let's bring us forward to June 5th, 1936. Two young boys discovered the head of a white male wrapped in a pair of trousers. It was determined that now John no- John Doe number two was dismembered while he was still alive. Um, now that is a common theme in each of these murders. Uh-huh. They were their bodies were dismembered. I mean, they were dismembered while they were alive. Oh, that's not good. It's horrific. Um, police found the body of John Doe number two the next day dumped. Um, in front of a police building. Um, the body was cleaned, drained of blood, just like the first body. Um, the corpse is intact except for the head. Um, in spite of a fresh set of fingerprints and the presence of six distinctive tattoos on the various parts of his body, police were never able to, to identify him. Um, a plaster reproduction of the man's head, um, along with a diagram of the kind and location of the tattoos, um, were made display of the Great Lakes Exposition of 1936. Um, more than 100,000 people saw the death mask and tattoo chart, but no one was able to identify him. The tattooed man, John number t- John Doe number two, was never identified. The original death mask, along with the three others from the case, are on display at the Cleveland Police Museum. It's spooky. Whoa. I will be posting those pictures on Instagram. Holy Viewers shit. advised. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's freaky. And no one he unidentified John in number two. Oh. Okay. Let's move forward to July twenty second, nineteen thirty six. A teenage girl came across the decapitated remains of a forty year old white male while she was walking through the woods. She was just walking. Fuck that. Yeah, she was just walking. <laughs> la 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 la. She sees a headless fucking body in the woods. I'd be like, la 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 the opposite direction. No, right? I'd be like, Okay. <laughs> Never goodbye. saw that. I'd be like, la la la. I gotta go to therapy for the rest of my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so the victim, he's been dead for about two months. Um, and his head, as well as a body of clothing, of clothing was found nearby his body. Um, there was a fuck ton of blood that seeped into the ground around him, Ugh. which led the police to believe that he was killed. He was dismembered there. He was killed. dismembered right there. Oh, he was killed and dismembered right in that exact spot. Um, Holy he is now, shit, could you imagine being like, shoved down in the woods no and then your head cut off and you know almost every single murder while they someone were alive saws or cuts your head off like you were alive while they're doing what that. the fuck i mean your body goes into shock so i guess at one point you stop feeling and you stop yeah. believing but as we know hearing is the last sense to go so you can hear the <laughs> that's so not cool i have chills on my whole body just that making poor that man. sound yeah. Damn. He's now John Doe um, number three. Ugh. So now let's flash forward to September 10th, 1936. Some motherfucker 
tripped over the upper half of a man's torso while trying to hop onto a train. He, okay, so like... I hope I can never say that. So like back in the olden days, it might happen still now, you know, people would try to like catch trains. Like, you know how yeah. you watched that documentary about that serial killer that would kill boys that would like uh, hop trains? The Russian dude? Yes. Yeah. So it's like this one He would ran- just like senselessly rape everybody and yeah. kill them. Yeah. So it's like a casual boy is like running onto a train. He's like, oh shit. He like trips over, looks down. It's like a sawed in half body of a man holy shit um he called police police searched um a nearby pool that was close to the upper half of the body and they found the lower half of the torso and and parts of both legs um police sent a diver to make the recovery and over 600 people showed up to watch the diver dive into the pool to look for the body parts what? it's speculated that the murderer was there was there yeah because of course he would that be makes sense. Yeah. but you know we can't confirm that um, so now he is John Doe number four in his late twenties. Um, Coroner Pierce noted that the lack of hesitation marks in the disarticulation of the body indicated a strong, confident killer, very familiar with the human anatomy. Damn. Um, so the first victim is a woman, and the next four are men. Yes, but the first wasn't linked to these murders until two years until after. Until later. So okay. no one even thought about her. She's out of the complete yeah. picture right now. So everyone's just focused because these murders are showing, these bodies are yeah, showing, showing up every up. few months. Yeah, they're showing up. And it's the 30s. No, everyone's like, what? And they're <laughs> all showing up in the same general area. Yeah. Now, this area, it's important to know, it, so this is the 30s. Yeah. It's Great Depression era. Great Depression, yeah. People are poor, working yeah. for anything. Um, this particular area, it was near a river, like a creek. It was a lot of homeless people, prostitutes, druggies, gangsters. So, and you said the that. first two were... Men. Confirmed gay men. Well, one was a gay man. Oh, one was, one. who knows? Yeah, no one okay. could identify him. So the first one was like, how did they confirm? Do you know how they Because they him? knew his identity. Oh, and they he They only was... knew two people's, out of his 12 victims, they only knew two people's identity. Damn. It's possible everyone was gay. I That's don't know. That's interesting that they knew he was gay. I guess he developed a reputation. But no, but that's fine because I in, in those random facts that I, you know, the 50 facts that I read and I chose eight, one of them was that the first celebrity who came out in the United States was in 1933. I forget who his name yeah. was, but it was 1933. And maybe this guy was known as a prostitute. Like, I don't know what he was yeah, known as, yeah. but he was known enough by the community as a gay man. That's the police were able to get that. Yeah. Going back to the current murder, John Doe, number four, was in his late 20s. Um, like I was saying, Coroner Pierce said that this killer knew what he was fucking doing. Um, the head had been cut off with one bold, clean stroke. What? The victim died instantly. So he just like took whatever tool it was Ooh. and just one shot all the way down his Damn. throat and just kill him like that. So now all of a sudden, we have six brutal killings. This is not including the Lady of the Lake. So really seven. But mm-hmm. they haven't connected her yet. Six in one year. And police were had absolutely nothing. They were at a loss of what was happening. Um, so the Cleveland Press, the Cleveland News, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, all the media outlets um, were reporting almost daily on the killings and the lack of suspects. Mm-hmm. So uh, media was getting crazy. Tension was high. Peep society people. I mean, it was getting pretty hysterical at this point. And the mayor, his name was Harold Burton, he appointed safety director Elliot Ness to get involved with the case. Now, Elliot Ness is really famous. I'm positive we'll talk to him 
talk about him in future cases. Um, He was extremely famous for his efforts to bring down Al Capone and enforce the prohibition in Chicago. Well, fuck that. Um, He was also the leader of a famous team of law enforcement agents from Chicago named the Untouchable. And the Untouchables. He was incredibly famous. And the mayor um, appointed him to the team to try to figure out what the fuck was happening. Um, at this point, Coroner Pierce calls for what the newspaper um, dubbed a torso clinic. It was a meeting between police, coroners, psychologists, Ness, different police officers and whatnot just to try to um, provide a profile of what the killer would be. Yeah. So an analysis described the murderers as someone with slaughtering skills like a butcher or someone with medical skills as a doctor. The butcher was believed to be large enough to carry his victims and right-handed. Police he, he police believed that he gained trust in the victims before they were murdered. Mm-hmm. They also believed most of the victims were poor, unknown, with no families, no one would miss them. Gay, prostitutes, homeless. Yeah. Great Depression. They go dip, they go missing. No one blinks an yeah, eye. Yeah, no one cares. Um, no one knows. And then the police department put detectives Peter Mer- Merlio and Martin Zolweski on the case full-time, in addition to Ness, who's just kind of helping guide the investigations. Um, now, Peter Merlio and Martin Zolweski, they would often go undercover in the Kingsbury Run area, which is the general area where all these bodies were found. They would dress as homeless people. They would do whatever they yeah. can to try to get insider information. Um, flash forward a couple months, the November elections happened, which just happened a few days ago for us here Woo. in present time. Um, Coroner Pierce um, was replaced with Sam Gerber. Sam Gerber had a law degree in new medicine, and he helped with the charge of invest. Sorry, he helped take charge of the investigations. He was a new fire to the case in this sense. Um, So, anyways, flash forward now. So, from November to February twenty third, nineteen thirty seven, a man found the upper torso of a woman, Jane Doe number one found in the exact same spot as the Lady of the Lake. The exact same spot. Whoa. Uh, the lower half washed up on shore three months later. So we just found, you know, Ugh. chest up, this girl, the exact same spot. So now this is when people are starting to think, okay, I think these are, this is no longer men. It's now being, It's now women as well. Yeah. Could this be related to the Lady of the Lake? She's in the same spot. Now flash forward to June 6, 1937. A teenage boy found a skull under the bridge, under like some rando bridge. Um, next to it was a burlap bag containing the skeletal remains of what turned out to be a petite black woman about 40 years old. She was Jane Doe number two. Damn. Now she, they looked at her dental records and they were able to find a somewhat match, but her dental records are pretty shitty. They followed up leads to that match, but they weren't able to go anywhere. So that's mm. why she's unidentified. Yeah. But she's possibly identified, but it's they don't know. They really don't know. So she, for the official investigation reports, she's Jane Doe number two. So now flash forward to July 6, 1937. Someone found pieces of body in a river. Over the next few days, police recovered the entire body except for the head. Um, now this time, though... The ab- abdominum was gutted and the heart was ripped out. So suddenly Ugh. there was a new element of viciousness. This killer, whoever he was, was getting a bit more intense. So he was looting. He was losing 
the satisfaction from just a regular decapitation. Yeah. Ooh, so he had to like mix it up. He was gutting and he was he was mixing it up. He Fuck needed new that. spice. Because at this point, you know, he's killed what eight people. Yeah. And so he needed at new least sp- at least, God knows how many. Yeah. Um. Now this victim was identified as John Doe number five. So, now, between April and May of 1938, on April 8th, a lower half of Jane Doe number three, was her leg was found in the river. May 2nd, um, police pulled two burlap bags out of the river, burlap bags, sorry, out of the river, and they contained the torso and the rest of her legs. Um, no head was found, no arms. That's important. Damn. Um, they found drugs in her system, so this now introduced the new question: Is the killer Do you know drugging? Drugs? Is he drugging them? Was this her? Is he now adding a new element? Because we know he just yeah. ripped out a heart and abdominum. Is he now drugging? So now all these questions are coming into place. No one knows what's going on. These every murder's getting a little bit more intense and intense. Yeah, just like intense. more complex, or yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now that leads us to August sixteenth, nineteen thirty-eight, the final murders, as far as we know. Ugh. Um. So three scrap collectors, they were forging a dump, found the torso of a woman wrapped in a man's double-breasted blue blazer, and then wrapped again in an old quilt. The legs and arms were discovered in a recently constructed makeshift box wrapped in a brown butcher paper and held together with rubber bands. The head had been similarly wrapped. So all these body parts Man. were found in the dump. Um, now, some of these parts, cops were sorry to notice, were refrigerated before. Oh. Yeah. In the 1930s refrigerated? 1938. Holy shit. What? No. Right. So he was like a butcher. Yeah, he was something. Or rich. So now while they were searching for more pieces, the, the police discovered the remains of a second body only a few yards away. These two bodies had been placed in a location that was in plain view of Elliot Ness's office window. So this is a big fuck you from the Damn. serial killer to Elliot Ness. Yeah. It was like a taunting in a sense. So now Jane Doe number four and John Doe number six were never identified right in front of Elliot Ness's office window. That's so crazy that you're still like calling him Jane Doe and John Doe. Um, that's ten in total Jane slash John Doe's. Unidentified yeah. ten ident- unidentified day, victims unidentified. to this day. And that's not including the Lady of the Lake, who was never identified. Man. Only two victims were ever ad- identified. So, um, a couple days after, so two days about after Elliot Smith saw the two bodies below his office, he got pissed. And so he went and he started raiding the Kingsbury Kingsbury Run. He and about 35 other guys. So that Kingsbury Run, just to remind you guys, is the area that all this was taking place. All the bodies were being found in this Kingsbury Run area. Whether it was homeless camps or the river or the lake, it was all in this general area. Okay. So Elliot Ness went and he raided it. Um, he and 35 other dudes ransacked homeless shelters, searched for clues, um, you know, caused complete and utter chaos and eventually burned everything to the ground damn uh the press severely criticized ness for his actions people were outraged uh, the public was afraid and frustrated frustrated critics said the raid would do nothing to solve the murders because suddenly these guys just came in and they just destroyed all these homeless people's places they yeah. destroyed everything like for murders yes but you destroyed lives of hundreds and hundreds of people um, so yeah, so people were really criticizing him harshly and they're like, how could you raiding really stop the murders? Yeah. 
But for whatever reason, the murders did stop at that point. Interesting. It's it's very interesting. So now let's go into the suspects of the murders. Yeah, like, yeah. So cool. Why these guys are sub- suspects, I couldn't really find out exact details why. Yeah. There's a very loose, because more, most of the, I've looked at multiple, multiple, multiple websites and accounts of what happened. They more focus on the actual murders than the person who murdered them, because I guess it's unidentified, so it's not as much of a focus. But there's a couple suspects. So the first suspect, his name was Frank Dolazel. He was 52. He was arrested as a suspect in the Florence Palillo's murder. Um, She was victim number three. She was one of two people that was actually identified. The interesting point, the interesting thing about him is that he was connected to Edward Andrassi, the gay man that was murdered, and also the black woman that was murdered. So now he has three connections to the murder. How so? Do you know? I don't know. I couldn't find that anywhere. It just notes that he is. Yeah. My guess is he's friends. My guess is people saw him with the black woman or the gay man. I mean, especially during these times, if someone was seen with a black woman, that is noteworthy. If a white man. But like a a black woman and then a man who is socially identifiable as gay. Yeah, exactly. So that's noteworthy. That's very noteworthy. Mm -hmm. And then some rando woman. That was murdered. Yeah. Suddenly these three people are murdered. Damn. But his confession was, and I wrote in all caps, hella confusing. There was <laughs> incoherent ramblings and a neat, but also neat and precise details of what happened. That sounds like a serial killer. Almost as if he was coached, though. Yeah. And so now there was a lot of speculation that um, the police were telling him exactly, because they were so desperate to, to just choose to pick someone for the murder. Yeah. Because Cleveland was hysterical at this point. Media, press, I mean... Everybody hysterical, so they were so desperate, kind of like the son of Sam, where they were like going to like victim to victim or like suspect to suspect to suspect. Yeah, they're so fucking hysterical. They manipulated him and forced him to kind of confess to a false confession. Um, but before he could go to trial, he was found dead in the cell in a very suspicious way. So, the five foot eight man. He somehow hanged himself from a hook that was only five feet and seven inches off of the floor. What? So he's five foot nine. Somehow he hanged himself off of. So there's two inches of extra room because he hanged himself from a hook that was five feet and seven inches off the floor. And his autopsy also revealed six broken ribs. So do what you want with what? that information. Yeah. Demons? I think personally that. Um, the or cops, he was just beat to death, and then they, they, they fabricated him. that he was hung. That's exactly. Yeah. Because I think they were so desperate for someone to... <laughs> I love how my go-to... This is, so, this is why I do the supernatural and you do the the real stuff that happens, is because you're like, yeah, would the police beat him. I'm like, demons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, but when does the demon come in? I'm like, so then the demon enters this next scene. I'm like, but so many people died in weird ways. Demons. You're right. Maybe. <laughs> and but, you're um, like, no, humans are just shit. <laughs> right? But yeah, so this guy, you know, it's believed because his death was so suspicious that these cops were so desperate to pin this, these murders on someone. They pinned them on him. He confessed, but then he realized, I didn't do these. And they were oh, they so, so just beat him. worried about him going to to trial because they yeah. knew that he wouldn't actually get arrested, get convicted, yeah. and they killed him. They I mean, so just killed him. He was six, six, six ribs broken were ribs. broken. Yeah, that's not an accident. That's not an accident. Yeah. 
So anyways, um, his death was extremely suspicious. So he yeah. was one of the suspects. In my opinion, he did not do it. That's he sad. just unfortunately knew three victims that were brutally murdered yeah. by this unknown serial killer. So the real suspect was Dr. Frankie Sweeney. Now, Dr. Frankie Sweeney was a medical soldier in World War II. He was responsible for field amputations. Um, he was personally oh, interviewed by Ness, and he was given two separate polygraph tests. He failed both of them. Oh, fuck. Um, you know, polygraph tests, they're not really... Like, today in court, they don't hold up they're at all. They're not most reliable, yeah. They're not at all. Because it's... I mean, like, I, I actually can't say the next thing that I was going to say. Don't say it. Okay, so Sweeney failed two polygraph tests. Um, he was an amputee surgeon in World War II. Yeah. He had all the tools, all the resources to understand and know exactly how to perform any of these murders performed. However, before he could be tried, um, it was revealed that Sweeney was the first cousin of Ness's politi- political opponent, Congressman Martin Sweeney. So Ness realized there was no way he would be able to prosecute him successfully. Yeah. And they let him go. Shit. Because they're like, you know what? Political power. He's an amputee. Yeah. Goodbye. After that, Sweeney checked himself into the Sandusky Veterans Hospital. From that hospital, he, until the 1950s, would send Ness mocking letters in his own name. No. Making fun of him, making fun of the murders, whatever it was. Oh, that fucking bitch. Yeah. That fucking murdering bitch. He totally did it. Yeah. It was Sweeney, 100%. That's so, that's so crazy, though, how much it seems like it's the other guy yeah before because he has those three weird connections but this but like the other guy was he okay i didn't mention this maybe i did i don't know i'm drunk but the other guy what he did for a living he was a brick layer for factories Uh -uh. so he literally like laid brick every day with like a casual man who i'm sure didn't have much of an education know how to drain blood clean blood bodies oh yeah amputate limbs and whatnot like you know, psychiatrists, yeah, and the other coroners, guys like, everybody, they said they had to be a butcher or yeah. a doctor. And suddenly we have Dr. Sweeney, but because of his the political time. Hill House? I haven't yet. It's good. Chana, I'm not, I'm not joking. I saw the first two episodes. I know, it's good. And I was like, this is really fucking good, but I only want to watch one episode at a time. And I saw the third episode, and I was like, and I watched from third to the seventh episode, and it is now my top five favorite things i've ever seen in my entire life i know films it's, movies i don't give a shit it's the top five favorite things i know it's one of the best things that's ever come out it's so fucking i'm good. so excited i'm excited to watch it i've just been so fucking busy with it, moving it's so damn good i'm watching I, sabrina right now and once i'm done with sabrina oh God, i'll watch so it because sabrina is so fun. damn fun i love it um but yes going back to murders it was obviously dr sweeney that yeah. did these murders sweeney Todd, fuck you like no like <laughs> 100% he did it. Yeah. But because of his political ties, he got out clean. Damn. He went and checked himself into the hospital. He sent uh, mocking notes to Ness for the, until the 50s. I mean, it was obviously him. Um, however, the police ran out of suspects, and the case ran cold, even though it was Damn. totally Sweeney. Yeah. The case ran cold. Um, a lot of people speculate that there were actually multiple murderers who just played copycat. Which is a valid That's speculation valid. Yeah. because some of the murders were pretty different, like ripping up the heart, um, yeah. finding multiple bodies, this and that. I don't know. I feel like the 1930s, 
I feel like a very specific group of people would know how to amputate limbs properly and do the or have ac- access to tools that could access do it to tools. That's the whole thing. Properly. Like the murders yeah. were so clean. Like they yeah. said, like everything was like a one movement motion. Like yeah. it wasn't. They were like hacking with a kitchen knife at someone's neck. It was like. Yeah, that becomes that becomes specific because it's the 1930s. No, like it's not. You can't go on YouTube and learn how to cut off someone's head. Like this is the 30s. Or have access to like anything. Sharpened tools. This is the 30s during the Great Depression. Like everything is so limited. I feel like maybe it was multiple people, but I feel like those people must have been in the same circle. Like they knew what was going on. Yeah. Um. So some. So let's see. Some people even think that the person – oh, this is actually really interesting because um, I'm going to talk about this pretty soon here because it's one of the most famous murders in America. Um, some people actually think that the person who killed the Black Dahlia is the <gasps> same person who killed I'm, this guy. I'm sorry. Lot... I love that murder and that's the horrible thing to say. No, it's I just, love it. It's, it's just surrounded in so much – <gasps> Sorry, a cat's behind me, and no, I have no idea. Because it's surrounded in so much um, mystery that become it, it, it because it even slightly ties into that hotel, yes, and becomes supernatural to a point. And then you're like, is this true crime? Is this supernatural? I don't know anymore. It's so crazy. The Black yeah. Dahlia is definitely a combo episode yeah. for me and Corey. Yeah, because the Black Dahlia is one of the first moments in my life where it was. A what the fuck moment. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like, what is this? Because it's, it's, the, it's the girl more. in the parking lot, right? And she's dismembered and, yeah. and like, you and, know, like. And, but so that parking lot is close to one of the famous hotels um, in in LA that a lot of like random serial killers and that girl in like 2011, she's that Asian girl visiting the water Canada. Tank? Yeah. It's that, she's it's she's that, listed on my list of episodes yeah, I want to do. It's that hotel that, that she disappeared in and the black Dahlia parking lot is close to that hotel. Yeah. So it's like, what the motherfucking fuck is going on? The black Dahlia yeah. is is one of the most yeah. interesting and predominant crimes in America, American history, Yeah, period. it's so interesting. So a lot of people speculate this killer could be the same. Ooh. Because the murders... But that's in Ohio. But he, he could have traveled. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like... I mean, they had trains. But, like, the part... I disagree with that because, like, doctors exist, and I feel like any doctor could perform... Any doctor that, like, specialized in amputation could perform these murders, the Black Dahlia. But it's fun to think they could be related. Yeah. Do I think they're related personally? I mean, again, super sad that that happened, but the Black Dahlia is just so intriguing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, Corey, um, how was your sex life? (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, We already said that we're going to catch up with movies, and we're going to do even a special bonus episode of that. Yes, we are. I have watched a shit ton in the past six weeks i've watched an okay amount i think we'll just talk about that as a bonus episode because i don't know if y'all want to listen to us talk about media or critique media of course they do why else are they listening yeah they'll we'll probably just make a bonus episode people can just totally ignore that basically half of episode half of part two of episode five is that anyways so if you didn't like that, then don't listen to that bonus. I haven't even listened to episode five yet. Oh, I've been part so two, busy. <laughs> part two of episode five is us just half critiquing. I'm like the conjuring stuff. No, yeah, no, literally, that's like a fourth of it is the conjuring. Oh my god, it's so good. Aww. And then 
like but half of it is like critiquing films and then two talking about how important it is to us i think we literally go on for 10 minutes about like fuck off people who talk in in movie theaters (laughs) it's pretty funny so i was like i'll just leave it in because it's so true (laughs) well i love that yeah but Corey, how's your sex life going any fun sex stories anything you want to tell our lovely listeners of sweden no, I, I don't I don't have anything like super interesting, just mm. regular sex stuff, I guess. Yeah. Same old, same old. Yeah, same old, same old, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my god, no same old, same old. Whoa. What? Whoa. Yeah, because I went to New York. Yes. And visited oh. New York. That was fun. I'm excited. Oh god. So I show up at these guys these guys' place yes. and it was this dude who's like talking to me on Grinder. And he's like, okay, hey, my friend who I'm with from Boston is going to meet you down in the hotel lobby, and then he'll bring you up. So the guy meets me there, and I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey, what's up? He's totally hot, totally like debonairish daddy yeah. type. It's, it's really hot. 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 It's, it's fucking hot. And <laughs> he's like, hey, do you know what you're getting yourself into? And I'm like, um, like yeah, I've had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm 27. And he's like, yeah, like I'm 27. Like I've had sex. Like, it's fine. like and I've, I've like had sex with strangers. You're like, fine. I'm pretty sure I know what a penis is by now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like I can suck a penis. I can take it. I can give it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so we get up there and he, he so that guy, the debonairish guy, had like uh rented a an escort. And oh, so yes. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't care. It's just an escort. He's just a hot guy that's having sex. It's cool. So uh, the other guy on Scruff who contacted me on Scruff, um, I sort of like, you know, paired up with him. And then the debonairish guy paired up with the guy on uh, or the, the escort. So I like, you know, start going to town on the guy because he was just total bottom. Hell yeah. And literally like 10 minutes in, I didn't really realize it. And then all of a sudden I look over and the debonairish guy is nearly elbow deep in the asshole ah! oh <laughs> the my <guy>. god <laughs> and i i mean like Corey's i don't living in a movie when does this no, happen no ser- seriously seriously like i i mean i guess i'll say this i'm fine like some drugs were involved with them but not me because yeah. i'm not i'm not into that we, we already um, did our party years yeah like that happened and i'm not into that so like the drugs were involved with them but they weren't they weren't really serious don't worry it's okay like it wasn't crazy serious that's molly um, yeah they, they were just like having some fun and i was like cool i just don't want it <laughs> And, like, I really look over, like, I'm just, like, going to town on this guy, just, like. Oh, my God. He's riding that dick, y'all. Yeah, he's totally riding Picture it. Picture this. Corey riding a dick. And literally look over, like, <laughs> half during it. And this guy is literally, like, two inches from elbow deep oh in, this, in the asshole of this escort guy. I'm and I'm like, dear Lord, I am missing so much living in Orem, Utah. <laughs> like, my life is so uninteresting. <laughs> Um, if you live truly like a porno moment, no, right literally, there, no, how many people it was can the say whole that? porno where like even there was like porn in, on in the background and like they had the like like whatever you do, you, you gotta, gotta say, say like, a, like lightly on in the background. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is y'all's like weekend. What the <laughs> fuck? You're like, damn, I gotta go like home to work, go to <laughs> school. It's like, I need to go calm down and play D and D. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it was it was pretty intense. That's that was a pretty like surreal sexual moment. <laughs> well, Corey's living his best life. Yeah, it was fun. Had a good time. That doesn't happen all the time, by the way, to people who are not familiar with gay males' lives. 
<laughs> well, actually, I don't even know anymore. I feel like that was a normal weekend for them. So oh, God. I can't even say that. Ah, oh, the fort's falling. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It's almost over. But yeah, I was like, I don't even know anymore. I guess I guess people's lives are really like TV. Hmm. How interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Well, damn. Well, my sex life, let's see. Yes. Um, Jordan and I christened the house. Ooh. It was great. We lived in the, into the new apartment, so it's been pretty wild the past week and a half just trying to unpack, do this and that. I'm just really excited to be able to settle and relax for a second. Um, the other thing I really want to mention, which is kind of a a sadder note, a somber note of yeah. the evening. This morning, I woke up to the news that there was a mass shooting in my hometown of Thousand Oaks, California. Yeah. I know about 10 to 15 people that were there last night. Uh, a few of them were there last year in Vegas for the mass shooting that happened during the music festival. Yeah. There was about, I, I read in a couple different news reports, there was like 14 to 20 people that were there that were part of the Vegas mass shooting. Um, and I know two of the people for sure that were there last night that were part of the mass shooting. So not only have they lived through one mass shooting in their life, but in the past 13 months they have lived through two. We don't. We didn't even really have a bagel shop in my city. Like we didn't have anything, yeah. and yet someone like another white guy walked in and just shot it up. And like regardless of your political views, I think we all can agree that it's horrific what happened. And it's yeah, that can just happen. It's like every week I hear about a mass shooting. Last week was a synagogue. The week before was a yoga studio. Yeah, this was, week was my hometown. Yeah. Like what's it going to be next week? Yeah, it's it's never it's not really ending right now. And yeah, and to say, like, I, I know, like, yeah, we talk about people getting murdered in houses and becoming ghosts or, like, serial yeah. killers like that. So I guess to a point, we can't say that it's we don't romanticize it yeah. through creating media out of it. But we understand, like, this is... These it's are real. multiple people whose lives are ended, and then everybody surrounding those people, their lives are fucked up by this event. Yeah. You know, it's important that we try not to live every day in fear because it's unfair and cruel that all of us because of the the violence that we experience today and day today and age makes us all afraid of everything but you know, no we, yeah because stuff like this happens because stuff like this happens and just like you know the pulse like pulse two years ago was so terrifying for yeah. all of us i mean i remember going to pride a month a month or two after it was like the same month of pulse and it was, like, such a different feeling at Pride because everyone was well, yeah, looking remember, at the exits and, like... I think that was the first year my sister asked about Pride mm. and just wanted to open up and, like, understand gay culture a bit more. Mm. And she was like, okay, we'll be, like, really safe. And I yeah. was like, why? I, I, I was thinking in my head, like, thanks. And I, I guess I should think that way because I'm uh, an out homosexual. But I was like, should I really need to think, you know think that much about it and then that happened and i was like damn okay yeah that's still a reality right where people just get killed because they're gay right i mean it, people just get killed because they're because they're they go to a bar lot. on a wednesday night because they go to a bar on a wednesday night they go to a yoga studio because they go to jewish synagogues they go to a gay club yeah it's just it's a scary time that we live in so this is a big downer for the podcast yeah, sorry do we have any do you have any news to elevate it? positive news i don't um <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I could probably go with something. Like I moved into a new apartment. 
Jordan oh yeah, I, you moved into a new apartment. Jordan and I are still in love. Corey and I are still BFFs. Yes. Toulouse's still fat. Simone's still cute. Um, there's nothing super significant that happened this week. I I think today kind of the shock of today overwhelmed everything else. What what did I do this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, did Jesus. I even work out? No. Jesus Christ, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I ate like pasta and bread every day. I did the exact opposite of working out. Right. Um, I, I went to New York. I guess I went to New York. You went to New York. And I we wouldn't talk about that later. So I went to New York and that was really awesome to go and see New York because I'm super, I grew up in Texas and I've always yes. been interested in the West Coast because I would always go visit washington east and i visited coast. california california when i was little wait but, you just wrote wait what no washington is in washington State. oh yeah but you, wa- you visited washington and then california so were you interested in the east or no west i'm saying coast? that i've never been interested in the east coast because i've always been interested oh, in the west coast okay. because i'd visit california and washington growing up and then i was like oh i, I do want to go to new york yeah because it's an awesome city and it never pizza. will not be but I was like, I think I'll go and I'll have a good time. But that's it. And then I went and I was like, damn, this is cool. New York's <laughs> fun. Well, like, this is fucking awesome. I mean, it's still too cold and a little bit too busy for me to ever want to live there forever. Right. But I could definitely live there for like a year. No, that's I, I always said like when when I went to yeah. New York last year and I spent three weeks there, I was like, I yeah. could live in New York for like one to two years. Yeah, I would definitely get taxed by how many people are going on and people are pretty aggressive yeah and that's why but again like people were crazy way more nice than you ever expect right like they're super nice we had locals even tell it like we were you know all the tourists are making a line out of the locals the locals bagel shop yeah and one of the locals came out and was like hey if you if you if you want to get a bagel right now and not wait in this long line like you can go inside and get and buy a any bagel you want but you have to just put the the cream cheese on yourself and you can't toast it Mm. and she was really nice and helpful and like took time out of her day after she waited an extra 30 minutes because fucking tourists right so like go her and just people were really nice the entire time so it's super awesome and i love new york it was i never felt i never felt unsafe yeah like I, i and i told you like i went and walked i walked down to Times square had a beer with a couple guys and then uh went and had that sexcapade and then yeah, went yeah. and then walked around at like 1, 2 a.m. and went to a bar. And I never felt unsafe. There's so many there's so many police around Midtown, Downtown, and Uptown. It definitely depends where you it's are. It's totally fine. I, yeah, the our Uber driver like... told us above 96th Street, you shouldn't go above 96th Street. And I was mm. like, cool, great. Any of those other places, though, I like there was a police car every third and or fourth street. Also, like you are a man because like when i went to new york true. last year true, 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 true. i remember I, w- I was like walking back next to central park yeah and like i had my keys in my hand the way i do when i walk through a parking garage like ready to like stab a bitch no agree no i was and, like, yeah i was still trying to be I, like notice people walking around me yeah but i felt like i would always have to feel like i'd be on edge and then yeah. when i was there i was like oh i don't feel like i have to be on edge but then that's probably just like tall male privilege but i definitely think people like make new york seem scarier than it is agreed i love agreed. new york no it was great and every never aspect. felt scaled it never the, seemed that dirty again right? i was there when it was cold so i i assume in the summer it probably smells a it bit smells worse. like hot garbage i'm not yeah, gonna lie it, probably it smells, smells like hot garbage. Yeah. yeah but fall and winter great 
Yeah, I love New York. Like, yeah. I could live in New York for six months to a year yeah. max. I love it. But I love it. Yeah. Like, it's just the food, the culture, the atmosphere, the people. Like, it's so fat. It's like and every it, person is so different. That's again, that's again where I'd still end up just going West Coast is because with all that activity going on, there's always something that fits into your niche of like, I want to go out and watch a midnight showing of this crazy European show. Yeah. Or I want to go see this jazz band or whatever. Like, that's why I'd go to LA because it's a little bit less busy all the time. That's true. But New York's you like still have that. Like, oh, I can go out and find this niche and go watch like a, you know, a seven movie marathon all night. Of yeah. Horror films or something like that. And that's what you don't get in smaller cities. Yeah. Like Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, New I York. I love it. I love New York. Concrete jungle. Especially, I've been of. watching Sex and the City. I've oh, I just yeah. finished the movie, the, mm-hmm. the movie number one. I watched all the seasons in the first movie. I'm about to watch the second movie. Ooh. Oh, oh but also a note on that is it did now ruin movies from now on. About New when York? people are in New York. Because it's like, so romanticized New York. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not romanticized anymore because I know that place and I've been there. It's dirty. And it's just life. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ugh, that sort of, it sort of fucking ruined it. That's why, like, gr- growing up near Los Angeles sucked. Oh, agreed. Because I was like, yeah. oh, man. I like, went when I was, like, 16, and I was like, fuck, okay. Like, La La Land, they romanticized <laughs> but, Los Angeles. And I was like, I get it. Like, the, because La La Land to yeah. me was about the feeling of Los Angeles, not about actual agreed, Los Angeles. Agreed. But still, like, if you look at the scenes they're portraying by the actual location, you're like, yeah. <sighs> but I will still say, it didn't ruin it as much. Yeah. Still, L.A. to me is enchanting. Yeah. Or just Southern California is so enchanting that it can't be ruined by being there. Yeah. And that's just probably my bias of West Coast. And that's more because you're interested in the film. Because if you're interested yeah. in the theater, true. New York is a scarier and more oh, enchanting true, place. True. But, like, L.A. is about <gasps> film. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I also saw... Wait, pause. Because uh, I might edit stuff before this. So, yeah, I also did see The Phantom of the Opera. Yes, he did! And it, I literally fulfilled a lifelong dream, dream of... Being a gay little boy in Texas <laughs> in fifth grade and us going through the play and being like, dear God, what is this? It's ah! awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, So then yes. I went and saw uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yes, he did. And it was fucking, you know, the weekend of Halloween and it was fucking legit. It was amazing. <laughs> he like texted me and I was like. <laughs> yeah, it was legit. I was like, it was so funny. Uh, my sister and I were like bawling the entire <laughs> time. And then we look over to my parents and my mom's like half asleep. She's like, meh. <laughs> She's like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I would have been like, I was like crying from Utah. Like I saw Phantom. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I was right? like, how was, was so, it? <laughs> I was super privileged that weekend. It was awesome. Uh, God. It was the best shit ever. Well, all that being said, now yes. that you know about murderers and Mothman and very serious t- uh, Thousand Oaks shooting oh God. Yes. in New York and all that, I guess our question to our lovely freaky listeners is, anyways, how's your sex?